0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Lately, there's just been so much important news that I just can't cover everything. I don't want to become the guy who's routinely posting five videos a day on the bad news in the church, but the story that I have for you does require more attention than some of the other things going on in the news, unfortunately. Michael Hitchborn in the Lepanto Institute did some digging and found that, as it turns out, most of the heresies promoted in the German synod, the various national synods, and honestly, most of the errors we see in the post-conciliar era can be traced to the lobbying efforts of a group of American priests, who are, quite frankly, heretics. This is actually a bombshell of a story that needs more attention than it's getting. So let's talk about this because Francis laments the influence of the church in America for being too conservative, too rigid, when this group of heterodox priests are pushing hard in the other direction. Mr. Hitchborn is reporting that an association of priests backed by some American bishops has been instrumental in working to get the church teaching, quote unquote, changed by Rome the past several decades on all the non-negotiables. This organization is indirectly funded by the laity as a consequence of the involvement of the bishop in question. That group is the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests, or the AUSCP. They're a dissident group of priests that have been pushing for the same program as the German bishops. They've been pushing for the church to reject sacred scripture by okaying the James Martin sin that cries out to heaven for justice. They've been pushing for the ordination of women, making it okay for Catholics to use chemical barriers to prevent having large families. You name the issue, they're behind it. Here are the details provided by Lepanto Institute. Quote, In 2018, we published a report detailing the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests, AUSCP, involvement in a dissident organization called the International Church Reform Network, the ICRN, and focused primarily on an alarming conference the ICRN held in Chicago in 2016. We recently conducted a deeper investigation into the AUSCP's involvement with the ICRN and have established the following points. The AUSCP helped found the ICRN with the help of other dissident priest groups in 2013. The AUSCP held a leadership role within the ICRN from 2013 to 2019. The AUSCP is currently listed as participating member of the ICRN. The ICRN's main areas of focus include discussing strategies for achieving the ordination of women to the priesthood, James Martin-style activism, and the establishment of priestless parishes. Recent ICRN social media posts also include the promotion of the Moloch ritual and the regularization of it within the church, end quote. They also support organizations that call themselves Catholic and have been condemned by the bishops because they are working to create the illusion that Catholics can support the Moloch ritual. So who is the ICRN? The International Church Reform Network. As an organization, they advocate for every secular issue under the sun to be brought into the church as a formal church teaching, while well, advocating for synodality. Yes, this group is very Bergoglian and to the core. To give you an idea about what this group is really working for, keep in mind what I said they advocate for while I read you their purpose statement, from their website. This is in their own words, I'm not making this up. Quote, we are Catholic priests and reform movements working together for and toward a pastoral church. ICRN is an international network of priest and reform movements that organizes pastoral and dialogue retreats to model and forward the church for the future, to enable its members and invited participants to communicate and dialogue with one another, honestly, to tell stories, to heal wounds from the struggles of reform, to give courage to all engaged, and to share energy, enthusiasm, ideas, and in some cases, to act. The church that we work for is inclusive, a church that reaches out to the people on the peripheries of life and the peripheries of church to bring them into the center of community in Christ. Participatory, a church that empowers people to contribute all their charisms to their local faith communities and the church as a whole, respecting the dignity inherent in every human being and in all creation. Dialogical. A church that enables the people of God, the baptized and the inquiring, the hierarchs and the lowly, the thriving and the hurt, to enter sincere and authentic dialogue, to share their stories, to heal and to strengthen faith, hope, and love and to experience joy and peace together. The church they work for is faithful. A church that gathers communities of believers to pray together, to celebrate Eucharist together, to be creative in their expressions of faith and to act on it. End quote. They say that the church they work for is all those things. That may be the case, but the church they're working for is not the Catholic Church. As evidence for this, I remind you that the Association of U.S. Catholic Priests actually threatened to sue the Lepanto Institute and Michael Hitchborn for defamation over their claim that they were heretics and not in good standing with the church. I'm going to give you a piece of advice here. Good Catholic organizations don't sue or threaten to sue other Catholics, especially when those Catholics have families to support. That should be a very basic rule of thumb. The response from Lepanto Institute is summed up in this LifeSite News article from a few months ago where the case against the AUSCP is laid out. Quote, In the first place, Father Newton says that the AUSCP is in good standing with the Catholic Church and has the support and membership of several bishops. However, I'm sure Father Newton can understand why it would seem to be otherwise since the AUSCP's local ordinary, Bishop Daniel Thomas of the Diocese of Toledo, has referred to affiliation with the AUSCP as a, quote, source of grave concern due to the confusion and scandal they have caused, end quote. The reason for this strongly worded statement is that in 2020, a representative of the AUSCP, Miss Beverly Bingle, had been formally excommunicated by the bishop for sacrilegiously attempting ordination to the priesthood. It is difficult to see how an organization can be Quote, in good standing with the Catholic Church end quote when the local ordinary refers to it as quote, source of grave concern due to the confusion and scandal they have caused end quote. It should also be noted that an organization that is in good standing with the Catholic Church would do nothing to undermine the sound directives of local bishops who forbid priests suspected of heresy from speaking in their dioceses. And yet, in 2013, the AUSCP officially harbored and assisted Father Helmut Schuler with publicity and a speaking venue in dioceses where he was forbidden to speak. Father Schuler, founder of the Austrian Priests Initiative, issued a global call to disobedience in 2011, two years prior to the AUSCP helping him speak in dioceses in which he was banned, which called for women's ordination to the priesthood. Again, this stretches the claim that the AUSCP is, quote, in good standing with the Catholic Church, end quote. There's a lot more to it than that. That's, it's actually a long article, and it's worth your time. You can read the article for yourself by going to today's show notes at return to tradition.org. I have it linked there. Just look for today's post with the video post title and today's date on it. I have it linked there, and it's also linked there as the Lepanto piece, which I'll be getting back to here in a moment. This organization has been behind efforts to change church teaching on the non-negotiables, which begs a question. Why not join one of the dissident progressive schismatic groups that has valid orders? They do exist. One such group broke off over the Declaration of Papal Infallibility at Vatican I and has since gone on to ordain women as priestesses and bless James Martin unions and all the rest of it. They'd be completely on board with with these priests' program. Why not join them? If you have the courage of your convictions, perhaps they don't, but back to the Lepanto article, the quote from the LiveSite article mentions a father Schuler. the ICRN and AUSCP both hid from numerous bishops in America, that they were providing this priest a platform to spread their errors. That's kind of a big deal, folks, since priests are supposed to inform a local ordinary, they're in their diocese, and they can't perform any public functions of any kind as a priest without the bishop's permission especially considering that Father Schuller has been accused of heresy. But it gets better. He and another, and another dissident priest, along with these organizations, have been coordinating with the like-minded organizations from around the world to get the church to, quote-unquote, change its teachings on the non-negotiable issues that actually can't be changed. Remember how they have a synodality section on their website as I go over this. Quoting the Lepanto article. Quote, one month prior to Father Schuler's tour, he was invited to give a presentation to the 2013 AUSCP Annual Assembly. According to the National Catholic Reporter, Father Schuler emphasized his hope for a strong international network of priest associations. It's worth noting here that the same NCR article indicates that AUSCP also gave a platform to the head of Ireland's Association of Catholic Priests, Father Tony Flannery, at its 2013 Annual Assembly. Father Flannery was ordered silent by the Vatican in 2012 for his heretical beliefs. In October of 2013, Father Schuler hosted a meeting of reformist priest organizations from six countries in Bregenz, Austria. The AUSCP was present, represented by Father Dan Divis. Father Flannery from the ACP also attended, as did several leaders from lay organizations such as Future Church and We Are Church, end quote. All of those named groups are dissident groups, much more closely aligned with Bergoglian modernism than with the Catholic faith. But synodality is key here. They are using synodality to achieve their goals. Remember that video I did a few days ago on synodal reports in America revealing that most of the faithful in America aren't even Catholic anymore. This international organization has been working to quietly influence and twist synodal meetings to their purpose. They've been highly successful, folks. They feature prominently on their website Francis's documents on synodality and the writings of Francis's lay mouthpiece in America, Massimo Fascioli, in order to subtly point out that while most Catholics with the faith may object to what they're doing, they're really more in line with the Francis wing of the Francis party of the modernist movement that's calling itself the Catholic Church. Their beliefs are far more in keeping with the hierarchy than ours are at this time some examples of good bishops notwithstanding. This organization works tirelessly to promote all the errors I work daily to expose and to bring to your prayerful attention. But I have to ask, are they on the winning side of the history in these efforts? Will God permit them to accomplish their satanic goals, or will they fail? And I hope you appreciate what the good folks at Lepanto Institute have done here by exposing this. I do think we're in for dark times ahead which are, frankly, the perfect times to achieve sanctity, and at the very least, the crown of white martyrdom. But I'm curious what you think about all of this, so let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.